Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. America is synonymous with car culture, but there's a growing movement online that's aiming to push back against urban design centered on driving. What is the F-Cars movement? I'm Roger Chang, and this is your Daily Charge. Joining me to discuss this is our resident Google expert, Ahmad Khan. Welcome, Ahmad. Thanks, Roger. So you've got a story out today looking at this movement called F-Cars, and, and I'm, I'm being polite because the F is short for a more obscene word, <laughs> but talk a little bit about this movement and, and what the people behind it are trying to achieve. Yeah, for sure. So this movement... Uh, the way I've personally kind of uh, came came to it was through the FCARS subreddit. And ultimately what this group is trying to achieve is to change the conversation around urban design and public transportation, primarily through maybe funny memes or comics or witty tweets and just general discussions. And it really looks at how complete car dependency, using your car to get anywhere and everywhere, completely transforms city design pushes everything further out and makes it really hard for communities to, I guess, be closer together. It's an interesting topic, especially for me, having just moved to Los Angeles, which is, uh, which pretty much is impossible to get around unless you have a car. Uh, looking at this movement, though, I'm curious like how, how it started and how long it's been around, especially on Reddit or online. Like, what, what, what are some of the roots of this movement? And yeah, you know, I totally feel, you know, what you're going through in Los Angeles. I, I live in Houston, which is also very car obsessed. Uh, Houston does host the largest highway in, in America. And the kind of the origins of this movement can go all the way back to the start of the automobile itself. Right. So before uh, there were automobiles, people were on horse and buggy and then streetcars, electric streetcars started to fill, fill the streets. But what happened is as cars started to gain in popularity, they were driving alongside streetcars themselves. And when that happened, cars would kind of, you know, drive in front of the streetcar, push streetcars further back, push them off schedule. And not only that, there weren't any kind of traffic signals back then, right? People, if they wanted to cross the road, they would just cross the road. If kids wanted to play baseball in the street, they would just play baseball in the street. And what would happen is that there were incidents where cars would start hitting people and people would get hurt or die. And then that started. Uh, then that's when you heard calls for restricting cars within city centers or pushing cars out. But it was really hard to push against because cars just continue to grow in popularity. And cities started to really design around cars. Uh, you know, we, we see a widening of roads. We see street signals and ways to pass. Even the idea of just being able to walk across the street. I don't know if you've ever been to, let's say, Thailand or Pakistan or some of these countries where maybe laws aren't very strictly enforced. People just cross the street and they'll just like look and see if a car comes by and they'll quickly just jump over to the next lane. That was pushed by the car makers and the, the term jaywalker was created, a jay being 
a derogatory term for for somebody out in the country who just isn't very highly educated to like oh if you cross the street without using the signals or the proper signage etc you're a jaywalker Uh, so this movement has definitely been going on for a while and then over if we fast forward all the way to today the fcars kind of subreddit it was started a few years ago but really spiked in popularity maybe last year, and then it really saw a huge rise earlier this year with gas prices when uh, gas prices also went up. Yeah, that that's a big point. I, I'm curious, I mean, how much of an impact these rising gas prices have had on, on this movement? I mean, as someone who's just recently built a tank of this car and paid way too much money for it, like I, I can definitely sympathize with the, the notion of having lower dependence on cars. It, it might be a little hard to tell if gas prices itself are a huge reason for the rise in popularity because the way Reddit works is that if a subreddit becomes popular, it'll reach the front page. If it reaches the front page, it gets more eyeballs and then it can kind of just blow up from there. Now, could the rising gas prices have uh, contributed to the ongoing discussion, which then brought attention to it? Sure. Uh, so it's it's one of those things where I think it was a confluence of just high gas prices and some really clever memes all coming together and colliding and then just seeing this huge rise. And it what 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 I noticed in speaking to people I interviewed is that at first people were very hostile. They're you know they're asking why is this community telling me that I'm a bad person for driving my car? And that's a bit of a problem with the name of the subreddit. And really, what they're trying to get across is that the people on, on that subreddit, they don't hate people for driving cars. They're just really frustrated with how all of our cities are just designed around them and, and the problems that can cause. So to that point, what what exactly is this movement trying to achieve? Like what, what are some of the end goals? I know that it's a lot of memes, it's a lot of witty tweets and some dialogue, but ultimately what are they looking for in terms of change? Change is really difficult, right? Because of the way the structures are in place right now, uh, to get a, a state like Texas to stop building highways, the federal incentives aren't there. But what it hopes is that it can inspire enough people to where they can start going to like local meetings and advocating for more bike lanes or maybe fighting against a huge highway expansion that starts knocking down schools, churches and apartment buildings. One of the one of, one of the persons I spoke to, Jacob Unterreiner, this movement inspired him to start the Charlotte Urbanists, and they employ this tactic called tactical urbanism. Essentially, they just go out and do public projects in hopes of inspiring people or gaining the government's attention. So in Charlotte, what uh, they noticed is that there weren't any bus stops at bus stops. I mean, there weren't any bus benches at these bus stops. So people would just be standing out in the rain, uh, standing out in the heat without any place to just sit. And they created these makeshift benches, which they raised money for online, installed them, and people immediately noticed. They're like, hey, where are these benches coming from? And they're hoping that that tactical type of urbanism uh, will inspire the city government to actually install better, more permanent bus benches. Got it. So ultimately, just making it easier, make, making life a little bit easier for folks who rely on public transportation uh, or pedestrians, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Got it. 
So you talked with one of the key figures in this movement. Uh, in fact, you lead off with lead your story off with uh, someone named Jason Slaughter. Mm-hmm. Talk a little bit, talk a little about him and how he got involved with F cars. Yeah, so it's uh, Jason Slaughter is definitely an interesting interesting person. Uh, he was an IPT professional over in Canada, and he was somebody who given his job, was able to travel the world. Uh, he, he told me that he was never in the same time zone for more than three weeks. So he's he was able to see the, the traffic in Houston and Los Angeles, but also the next week fly over to Taipei or Tokyo and see the incredible public transportation there. Eventually, him and his family, they wanted to move back to Canada and they tried to move to the city center near downtown Toronto, where it was much more walkable. Uh, he ended up getting hit by a car while crossing the street, which <laughs> did rattle him a little. But he, you know, he, he that didn't deter him. What did deter him was when his son nearly got hit by a car, and he literally pulled him out of the way before before something tragic happened. And for him and his wife, that was it. They said we need to move to a place that just doesn't have people and cars everywhere. Uh, and they ultimately decided to go to Amsterdam and he just decided to start making YouTube videos about what it's like living in Canada and what it's like living in the Netherlands. And what that, what that created was just this channel that really started to look at urban design and what, and what really that not any of these cities in Europe are particularly special or lucky. They just made a very key decision at a pivotal moment that just changed the trajectory of that city. Amsterdam was had called in people from North America, people from America specifically, to design its highways and infrastructure. And it wasn't, I mean, all it took was just some locals to stand up and say, hey, we don't want highways everywhere. We don't want cars everywhere. And in the 50s and 60s, that just kind of changed the trajectory of that city. But really, it was very close to becoming maybe a city not too dissimilar from a Los Angeles. And as he was documenting this, the he was creating these videos that were informative but really poignant and really sharp and that just caught the attention of the fcar subreddit and he became what he calls you know goddamn messiah on that page and they've now really embraced him where if uh, if on that subreddit if you say that his channel changed my mind about automobiles they'll give you a badge that says you've been orange pilled a a reference to neo in the matrix when he you know Ah. he had the red pill and had his epiphany so it's really that the subreddit has found him versus him finding that subreddit got it got it and then um you've reached out to some of the automakers i'm curious what they have to say about this movement right so i i tried to reach out to all the automakers um gm stellantis ford uh some refused to speak with me. Others just never replied to my emails. One that did speak to me was Honda, and specifically it was Honda's Jay Joseph. And Jay is the head of its new case division, which kind of looks at maybe alternative modes of transportation, electrification, things like that. And he, he you know, he was a bit more blunt. He said, "If that Honda, is, because it's a Japanese company, definitely understands, you know, what's being discussed in urban transportation." And is paying to paying attention to some of these movements online, but really, given that Honda doesn't just make cars, Honda makes everything from little scooters to jets. That it feels that, given whatever the demands are of a local population, it can meet those demands. Ultimately, people will need some kind of 
extra mode of transportation to get to where they need to get to. Walking just won't accomplish everything. So he feels Honda can, can do that. He did say that this is just Honda's opinion on the matter. On the matter, if let's say New York wanted to get rid of all cars within Manhattan, maybe the Honda dealer network in the in, in the surrounding boroughs might have a, have an issue with that. Yeah, I, I imagine they would. Uh, although it is noteworthy that you know under Mayor Bloomberg. They did carve out chunks of areas like Times Square and, and Union Square where they did actually remove access uh, or restrict access to cars or away from cars. So there were more pedestrian mm-hmm. highways. Bit of an experiment that obviously annoyed a lot of folks who were driving in day to day. But, um, you know, that that's an example of a city that did try to wrest back a little bit of control for its pedestrians mm-hmm. over cars. Um, so... What's next for the F-CARS movement? That's really hard to say. All I can say is that they'll continue to try to be as witty and funny online as possible. I think we've all seen from, uh, let's say, elections in the last few years that really a strong movement can be fomented online. And they're going to try to harness the power of social media in a way to continue educating people. I I think one of the, the best tools that I see comment on Twitter and the FCAR subreddit is just using historical photos. Uh, they'll say, hey, you know, remember Los Angeles? Remember Houston? Well, you really can't because this was, you know, 70, 80 years ago. But this is what it looked like. People were walking around. Uh, buildings were compact. Now look at it now. It's just seas of parking lots. There is an alternative to this. And we don't need to, uh, at least they'll say, you know, we don't need to abide by the current status quo. Cities weren't designed for cars um, initially. They were bulldozed for cars. So I think ultimately it's just going to be about changing hearts and minds. Meme at a time. Got it. Well, Ahmad, thank you for your time. You can check out his full story on CNET.com. If you have any questions, ping me on Twitter at Roger W. Chang. And if you liked what you heard, please rate and subscribe to the podcast. It really helps us out. For the Daily Charge, I'm Roger Chang. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.